Thank you, Brother Asprelli. Take your Bibles tonight. Proverbs chapter 21 is where we are at, and we're nearing the home stretch of our book of Proverbs series, Proverbs chapter number 21. And so we're getting to the last segment of chapters and what, uh, how many great things we've learned throughout this study of Proverbs, uh, so much insight on wisdom and how to gain it. And uh, be in prayer for our pastor as he's out of town, uh, pray for his safety and that he would get a good relaxing time away. Uh, so be in prayer for him. Proverbs chapter 21. We're just going to look at one verse together tonight. One verse. We'll look at a couple throughout the chapter, but they all center on this one verse. Proverbs chapter number 21, verse 2 says, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. Let's say that verse all together now. Ready, begin. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. And I want to talk to you for a few minutes tonight on the subject, don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe your lying eyes. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you so much for this wonderful group of people who gather together on a, on a Thursday night, Lord, uh, to hear your word preached. And I pray, Lord, that you would work through me, that you would speak through me, Lord, that it wouldn't be me conveying anything other than what you want me to say, Lord, that we would learn from from Scripture tonight, Lord. Set aside all of our, all of our anxiety, all of the, our problems, Lord, that we carry throughout the week, Lord. Clear our minds and help us to be ready to hear from you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Now, I want to say that I wrote the title for this message on Monday, not Tuesday, so in case you all are wondering, it's not a topical message. It's not a message on current events or anything that's going on. Uh, simply, uh, the Bible's very clear in this verse where it talks about the way of a man being right in his own eyes. I was thinking about this while I was preparing this message. How many of you have ever tried to drive somewhere by memory knowing you should use the GPS, but you refuse to because you know how to get there? Who's done that? Who's done that, right? And how many times do you regret making that decision? Almost nearly every time for me, you know, just because I know how to get there, if I don't set the GPS, I'll, I'll, miss, a, I'll miss a turn or I'll get off on the wrong exit or I'll end up heading, heading the wrong direction. I remember the first time that I went, uh, my mom, she works at an at a eye doctor. And I remember I was my first or second year of college, the first time I got my eyes dilated. And I, I was leaving, getting ready to leave the doctor's office. You wait for a little bit to let your vision clear up. And it gets to the point where you can see, you, you just can't read all that well. And so I remember, uh, I, I pull my phone out, I'm ready to go home. And, and I'm like, like squinting at my phone as I'm trying to punch in the address. And I, I like, you remember where the keys are, but you can't see it. And so finally I punch in my address and I show it to my mom. I said, did I get our address right? She said, yes, you did. I said, okay. So I hit navigate, walk to the car and I start driving home. Well, normally it's about a 20-minute drive from where my mom works to, to where we used to live. And uh, after about 30 minutes, I started realizing something was wrong. I ended up driving through like downtown Baltimore, and I thought, man, there must just be some really, really bad traffic, right? And after, after about 35 minutes, I get back on the freeway, and I feel like I'm going the wrong way on, on the beltway that sort of circles around the entire Baltimore area. And I thought, I, I must, there must just be an accident. There must be construction, something I'm missing. And I'm driving, and now it's about 40 minutes on a 20-minute trip. And I pass a sign that says, I can barely make it out. My vision started to get clearer, and the sign says, Maryland Welcome Center. And I thought, oh boy, I made a wrong turn. So I pull over to the side of the road. I'm, I'm looking at my phone, trying to figure out what in the world just happened. And the address I typed in was right. It was my same house number, my same street name, 
in Tennessee. And it said I had about nine hours left to drive. So <laughs> the point is, sometimes the, your eyes can deceive you. What you see may appear to be right, but is not always right. Every man can try to justify the path or the decisions that he makes. Every time someone makes a decision, they always seek for some way to, to justify it or explain it away. We have this problem as humans. We feel like every decision we make, there needs to be a justification for it. We live in a day where society tends to do what is right in their own eyes. We live in a society that wants to make its own rules, to make decisions for itself without fear of consequence from God or anyone else. So everything seems right or appears to be right, but when we measure it up to what God expects, our right falls short. Never judge something by how it appears. I like instructions. Uh, I'm not one of those people that can just, you know, if you're putting something together, I can't look at what's on the box and just replicate it. I actually need the instructions. That's just, that's just how I am. Recently, we were putting together some furniture at my apartment, and I, I near had a heart attack when I, when I thought the instruction booklet was missing. You can't put something together from Ikea without the instructions. You just can't do it. And so I like, I like the step-by-step. -step. I like it being laid out. I can't just... Um, I can't just wing it. And I feel like sometimes in our lives, when it comes to important decision-making, we have the tendency to wing it. Instead of seeking the leading of the Holy Spirit, instead of hoping for clear guidance from the Lord, we like to base decisions off of our own judgment. In this passage, we see a contrast between what God sees and what man sees. Man sees a path that appears to be right, appears to be correct, appears to be the way to go, but... God sees something totally different. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. We look at a situation and we try to use our logic and reason to make the best decision. We try to, to figure it out. But God, the Lord, pondereth the hearts. How many of you would agree God's perspective is far deeper than our perspective? We need to learn to see things the way that God does. So when we make a decision... We have to base it not on what we value or what we think is important. We need to make decisions in our life according to what God values, according to what God thinks is important. And in this passage, we see a contrast of three things that God values that we as humans aren't naturally inclined to value. Number one, God values faith over logic. God values faith over logic. God created man with the ability to reason, with the, ability, with the ability to understand and learn, but he gave that to us so that we might know him better. But when it comes to important decisions in the Christian life, God values us to have faith over having logic. Think of, uh, we talk about the hall of faith uh, in Hebrews chapter 11. Every person listed by faith, Noah built the ark. By faith, Abraham went into a land that he didn't know. Well, we look at all these people that made great decisions, not by what made sense, but by faith. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. Uh, we think we understand more than we do. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord. With all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Why should we trust God over our own understanding? Why should we trust the Lord compared to what we can see, compared to what we can understand? Why should we trust the Lord? Uh, why should we trust the Lord? Because God 
is steadfast. He's faithful. God is steadfast. The Bible says in Psalms 9 verse 10, And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. God is steadfast. We can always count on God. Uh, That's why we can trust him over our own understanding. Why? Because he's faithful in his promises. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. Everything that God has said, he will do. There's never been a promise he's failed to keep. God has done everything in Scripture that He said He would do. When it came to prophecy, when it came to everything that He laid out in His Word, He's proven Himself faithful time and again. He can be relied upon because He's a God that keeps His Word. All else may crumble, may fall. Man will fail us. Man make promises they can't deliver on, but God is faithful every time. So when we're talking about trusting Him over our own understanding, understand that God is steadfast. He's faithful. He's faithful in his promises. He's faithful in taking care of us. The Bible says, Psalm 37, verse 25, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And God surely has never failed us. At our lowest moments in life, God has never failed us. When we needed him most, he was there for us. When we were sinners in need of a savior, he saved us. God has always been faithful in taking care of everything that we need. So when we're faced with a decision in our life, and we're faced with a decision to trust God or our own understanding, remember that he's faithful in taking care of us. We can trust God's path for our lives. God is steadfast. Let her be. God is sure. What do I mean by God is sure? Well, not only is he faithful in keeping his promises, but God, following God, is a sure bet. And and here's why. Because he's light. John 1 verse 5 says, And the light, talking about God, shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Man lives in perpetual darkness. Uh, We cannot make decisions by our own vision and sight. But we don't have all the information. If you walk into a dark room, you can't see what's in there. You can't gauge uh, what, what's there and what's not. And we as, as human beings lack the light that we need to make the proper decision. We need God in our decision-making process. We need God's light to show us what's true and what's not. If you were out walking late at night in the middle of the dark, you'd want a light to show you the right way to go. That's why God gave us that light, which is the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God gave us that light to show us the way. So God is sure because he's light. uh, We live by the light in his word. God is sure because he's knowledge. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. All truth, all knowledge, all facts all begin with God. So when we remember that we're trusting our own understanding, remember that you do not have all the understanding. The only one that has all the knowledge and all the wisdom is the Lord. So it is foolish to trust our own logic and our own decision making because the only one who can see what we can't see is the Lord. Even Solomon, when given the opportunity to ask for anything in the world, he asked for wisdom. 
from God. Oh, that we would seek wisdom from God as Solomon did, not wisdom from men of this earth or, or what people think, but wisdom from Almighty God, because He can be trusted far beyond our own logic. The Bible says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We are called to live a life that's led by faith, not our ideas, not, not our plans, not our logic or understanding. We must take every decision, every path, every step in our life should be by faith. Let us never be fooled into trying to think we can outthink God or that we know more than he does or that God just, that he doesn't, as if he doesn't understand your situation or your circumstance. God knows far more than we do. God is sure. That's why we should trust him. Verse 30, the Bible says, there is no wisdom nor understanding nor counsel against the Lord. So God is sure tonight. But not, not only God is sure, but why should we trust God over our own logic? Because God is sovereign. The one who makes the rules and everything else is the one that can be trusted to guide our path. Our creator is our sustainer. He's the one from which everything that's true comes from. We, we, read this, we read this a moment ago, I believe, 1 Chronicles 29, 12. Uh, Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. All things are of him, by him, and for him. God can be trusted. Why? Because he's in control of everything that there is. And just when you think that, that his, the right decision doesn't match up with your own understanding, remember, God is the one that's in control. Amen. The Bible says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. The sovereign rule of creation is the one that's fully worthy of our utmost and complete devotion. He is worthy of our faith. He is above all human reasoning and logic. We do not trust him because it makes sense. We trust him because he is Lord. And God is sovereign over everything tonight. That's why God values our faith in him over logic, over human reasoning. But number two tonight, God doesn't just value faith over logic. He values accuracy Overestimation. Uh, look at verse number two again. It says, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. That word ponder it has a similar meaning to the word measure or to the word check. You see, the way of a man appears right in his own eyes, it, it looks like it's right, but God measures the path. That's right. God, God is the one that checks. God is the one that, that gauges it. God wants us to be accurate than to give it our best guess or to get it close enough. Uh, maybe you've heard the saying, if you're building something like you're cutting a piece of wood, measure twice, cut once. You don't just eyeball it and, and give it your best guess and if it's close enough, it'll do. No, accuracy is so important. God wants accuracy in our submission. Accuracy in our Submission. In 1 Samuel chapter number 15 tonight, let's go there really quickly. 1 Samuel chapter number 15. It's so important that we understand that God expects accuracy in our submission. Maybe you're familiar with the story tonight, but 1 Samuel 15, if you look down in verse number 18, it says, And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go 
and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil, and didst evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. You see, God cares about how fully and completely we obey Him. Right. Uh, maybe you've heard this before, partial obedience is disobedience. And when it comes to following God, it's very important that we just don't follow His plan close enough, but that we follow exactly what He tells us to do. I know we all, God want, I know we all want God's will for our lives tonight, here tonight. Or at least I, I hope that that's the case, but are we following his plan or are we following our version of his plan? The Bible says in Isaiah 55, 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Our path may be right in our own eyes, but remember to walk his path and not our path. You cannot serve God in your own way. You must serve him in his way. And that means giving him full and complete obedience, accuracy in submission. He, he deserves accuracy in Scripture. Revelation twenty two eighteen and 19 says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Where do we find our guidance if not from the word of God? And that means every part of the word of God is important. We must learn to view all of life and all of our decisions through the lens of scripture. Uh, not by my best judgment, not by your best judgment, but through scripture. Close enough just won't cut it. Try telling the officer next time he pulls you over, well, I was driving close enough to the speed limit. I remember they asked me this question. They asked the, the class this question in driving school, and my teacher, he was kind of funny. He, he poses a question to the class. He says, all right, how many of you think, how much can you drive over the speed limit before they can give you a ticket? All right, how many of you think it's five miles per hour? How many of you think it's, it's 10 miles per hour? And then after everybody's given their answers, he said, no, that's why it's called a speed limit. You cannot try more than the speed limit. Uh, we need to get back to placing value on every word of Scripture. Not the ones that we agree with, but every word. The Bible says every word of God is pure. That's Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5. God's word settled forever in heaven. And we can rely on what the Scripture says because it's final. So we must measure our steps according to scripture. And whenever we make a decision in life, just as the Lord ponders or he checks or he measures our path, we should do the same thing. If we're going to make a decision in life, we should make sure that that decision lines up with the word of God. And if it doesn't, then I'm wrong and he's right. So scripture exists that our hearts would draw closer to the Lord, that we would draw closer to him. The Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. 
Scripture's there to bring us closer to God's way of thinking. And so that leads me to my third and final point. God values faith over logic. God values accuracy over estimation. But then thirdly, God values intentions over actions. Now let me start this by uh, making a clarification. Our actions are indeed important. But why we do what we do is more important in God's eyes than just simply what we do by itself. God doesn't, in other words, God isn't judging our actions individually, but our actions along with our intentions. The Bible says uh, in 1 Samuel 16, it says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. So the question is, how is our heart? The Lord pondereth our heart. That means what God is far more interested in, man looks at the path and says, is the path right? God says, I look far deeper than is just your path right. God says, is your heart right? We should have hearts of decision. Look at verse 1. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. And the king, being the decision maker, his heart is in the Lord's hand. Often we are tempted to be led by our minds, to be led by what we think is right. Instead, the Lord should have our hearts. Our decisions should be heart made and not head made. The Bible says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Our life decisions come from the heart. As Christians, just like the king, our hearts are in his hand, or at least they should be. Every path that we take, every decision that we make should be led by the Holy Spirit. God measures our hearts. He wants to see not just that we're making the right decisions, but that we're making it for the right reasons. So let's follow the Lord's leading in our hearts tonight. We should have hearts of decision. Letter B, we should have hearts of devotion. Devotion to the Lord. The Bible says, I am crucified with Christ Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. As we mentioned earlier, Christ is worthy of our devotion. And our hearts should be fully committed to him. God is measuring our hearts. He's measuring and checking to see if our intentions line up with his, if our priorities are his priorities. And can I say tonight, every day he deserves far more of our love and our commitment to him. So let's go all in for him tonight. Let's give him our full devotion. Let our hearts be devoted to serving him more. Let our hearts be devoted to loving him more and to being everything that we should be as Christians. Our heart determines our actions. And you can go through the motions for a while. It's so very easy to go through the motions. But after a while, who you are on the inside begins to come out in your decision making. And you can't fake it forever. Your, your heart has to be one that's devoted to him. Not to please a parent. Not to please a, a person or a pastor. But to please the Lord. We should have hearts of devotion. And then lastly, we should have hearts of duty. He gave us a cause. The Bible says to serve God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty 
of man. Our duty is to live and serve Him with all of our hearts. So how are we doing in fulfilling our duty? In fulfilling the reason why He created us. Do we long to do more for Him? Is our heart in the right place? Sure, we may be able, like I said earlier, to go through the motions, but our heart needs to be right. We were put on this earth for a reason. If we take the path that is right for our own eyes, we're not fulfilling the purpose that God has for us. If we're following our own path and our own plan, then we're not fulfilling our duty. Look at verse number eight there in in chapter 21. It says, The way of a man is froward and strange, but as for the pure, his work is right. God is speaking here to the purity of our hearts. You see, man's way is naturally evil and wicked. We're inclined to do wrong. Our way is froward. That way, froward means crooked or perverted or or wicked. And that word strange means guilty. Naturally, the way of a man is wrong. Naturally, what we want to do is evil. Naturally, what we want to do bears us guilt. Uh, Instead, we need to be pure in our hearts. Man's path is a path of sin. That's why our hearts need to be pure. God's the one that measures our hearts. And only you know what's on the inside, you and the Lord. So let's remember that what we're doing, our path, it can easily seem right in our own eyes. We can easily justify the decisions that we make. But the question isn't, can we explain it away? The question is, is it what God wants us to do? Does it measure up to his plan for our lives? We know that man's ways are not God's ways. We as humans, we depend entirely upon our logic, our understanding, our estimation. We tend to judge our our gut feelings. And then uh, 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 mankind tends to depend on their actions to justify what they're doing. But God's ways are far better. God wants us to have faith that goes beyond human understanding. God wants us to measure the path that we take, and let's measure the path that we take up against Scripture. Measure it with God's Word. Don't trust that the path you take is close enough. See if it's the path that God wants for you to take. Also, let's make sure that not just our actions are pure and right, but that our heart is right as well. Our actions matter, but our intentions matter even more. God is far more interested in getting our heart right than just simply getting our actions right. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. You may think the path you're on is right, but God knows far more than we do. So let's trust him with our decision-making.